Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Donna and Steve Show, everybody, on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Oh, hey. hey. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday. What's happening, man? You know, I just weighed myself, feeling a little down in the dumps. Oh, see, I'm avoiding weighing myself. I weighed 200.8 pounds the first thing this morning. Then I go, no, I had two cups of coffee, but I also <laughs> mm, was regular. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I just went and weighed in right now, and I'm 203. What? The hell is that? I'm sorry. You're you're just gonna fluctuate. I don't want to fluctuate. I know. But I want to be just solid. The don't worry about the number. Worry about how you look and how you feel. Well, that's a that's why I'm getting on the scale right now because <laughs> I'm those things are the worry for me. How are you doing? Um, I'm a little flustered. What happened? Well, first of all, I don't have my phone with me. Oh. This is just a whole sitch, guys. Oh, I went to bed last <laughs> night. I, you know, I didn't do anything crazy. I was just home. You weren't out partying, no, out riding a mechanical bull. Nothing like that. I go to sleep. I double. I wake up at about one thirty in the morning mm. to go potty, mm-hmm. and I look at my phone because you know you always want to double check that everything's yeah. set. So I check oh, yeah. that everything is all set. Make sure I turn the, you know, the volume off. Yeah. Yep. But it still rings. Still, the it, alarm still sounds. The alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, I hear Rumi downstairs knocking around cupboards, and I'm like, huh, weird that he's up so early because he mm-hmm. doesn't have to get up till 7. Oh, yeah. And I'm dreaming all sorts of stuff before this happened. And I look at my phone, and it says 822. Oh. And guess God. what, guys? Our show starts at 9. At 9. And on most normal days, if there weren't a quarantine, I live about 45 minutes away. Oh, Donna. And so I'm just like fumbling and I'm just like picking up the phone. I'm like, call Steve Patterson, call Steve Patterson, call Steve Patterson. And then you didn't answer. And then you called me back and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm picking up clothes off the floor. I I don't have socks on. It's a miracle I'm wearing a bra right now and that I brushed my teeth. (laughs) I literally got here. Oh, that is such a miserable feeling. When you and it happens to everyone. When you feel like I've done the right things here, I've I've tried to prepare yes, myself for I just put, another day of work like any other day. I put clothes out. Of course I couldn't find them in the heat of the moment. Now, I see the I have this built-in I have this built-in backup plan which is even if the power went out, I have enough other creatures in the house that they always stir at a minute, it's at sometime in the early seven o'clock hour. Yeah. So that's a backup plan that, that you don't have. Was Buddy just sleeping away? Why do you say that? Yes, because normally he'd be whining. Yeah. And just come on, get up, get up. Because he knows to get up when it's time to get up. He's, you know, they're creatures of yeah, habit. They got the clock. They know when they want to eat. They know when they're, you know, they want to get up. Um, yeah, nothing. He was snoring yeah. away over there. So I, I got to <laughs> tell you, this goes to show that anybody could get ready. 
as quickly as possible if they have to. Because I, my right. hair was standing all up and Jason's like, I'm like, oh my God, I just have to walk out the door. He goes, you look great. And then I could almost see like a little curling of his lip. And I was uh, like, I know what I look like right now. This is roomy Jason. Roomy Jason. Well, yes. you know, we, we always say this, right? A task will stretch to fit the time allotted. So yes. if you give yourself an hour to wake up in the morning or get ready for work, you'll, you got an hour to do it. If you give yourself four minutes to do it, you'll be ready-ish in four minutes. Right. The thing is, nobody wants to feel you know, flustered and crazed no, when they it's wake a bad up. Way to start. You know, I have a large animal in my house. I have to let him out. I have to feed him. Yeah. Uh, it was just so funny. I wish there was a camera on me this morning so you could see like the it was like cartoon like. And so the phone oh, is at home because nah. you were you were just in such a rush with your eyeballs popping out of well, your head that you missed your phone. Yes, but Steve, I noticed it as soon as I got in the car and I went, Oh crap. I no, I ran back in the house oh. and I went looking for it and could not find it anywhere. Oh, that's you, so frustrating. I know. So did you swear this me. morning? Um I I'm not sure I did. Probably, I probably did. Who am I kidding? I'm sure I did. But anyway, well, um, hey, you made it here, and you even got in on time. That's that's amazing. I thought, okay, at least the first segment we'll just do without her, and then she'll come in, and we'll all recoup emotionally from what happened. (laughs) Well, get a load of this. I also got some iced coffee downstairs, and grabbed me a Sammy. You got yourself a breakfast, Sammy. I did. I just, yeah. I ran through and I was like, door open, grab, door closed, run, pour This coffee. is a great morning. <laughs> this is one of your more efficient mornings. Now, in hindsight, you know, I'm looking at the grid. There's nothing and, in it. And I'm thinking, and, and that's, you know, sometimes I'll get to the grid uh, first. Other times you will have put stuff in the night before. Right. But usually I'll go in and prepare stuff. And then Donna comes in, and then she she prepares stuff because I'm doing things that are like it's in the six o'clock hour. That's extra early. We got a whole system that works. Right. And I thought, where's? Yeah. It's kind of bizarre that Donna doesn't have anything the, the night before. You had like it was loaded up, and I, I thought know. this is interesting. And then the eight <laughs> o'clock hit. Usually, you know, sometime around seven forty-five, I'll see her pop onto the grid at like eight o'clock. I thought. This is kind of weird that she's not uh-huh. answering, but I thought, you did know you what? Did you check a different day? Because we have, I did. We yes, have a I Monday did. through Friday a show outline. We call it The Grid. Then we yeah. have a Monday 2, Tuesday 2, Wednesday mm-hmm. 2 Grid. And sometimes I've put stuff in the wrong one. Yes. there And I did. I checked to see if you had put it in a different Tuesday. And then I thought, well, that didn't happen. And I thought, <laughs> you know, maybe I should just text her just as a little, like, poke. But I thought, you know what? If she's not on right now, it means that her morning has probably gone a little sideways. And I don't want to add any stress to that. And so I'll just wait and see. So then, at, you know, 820, whatever, um, when I look down and see that you've called, I thought, oh, I wonder what this will be. And she just said, Steve. I just woke up. Like, I was like, oh, man. Literally, like my eyes just feeling. popped open and went, call Steve. Um, but anyway, enough about me. We have some pretty exciting news going on around here. Yes, the Cat Video Festival is on, yeah, sort of. It's, it's a the virtual, virtual quarantine, quarantine edition. edition. Oh, we're doing it in today? No, that's not. Um, anyway, it's, it is going to be fun. Look, we didn't know how this would go this year. And of course, with so many things being canceled, we wanted to figure out, is there still a way to make this happen? My talk teaming up with the St. Paul Saints to make this happen. It's going to premiere online at 8 p.m. on Thursday, August 20th. So you can submit your quarantine cat videos right now. Like, what have you and the cat been up to during ooh, the last ooh, few months? Ooh, ooh, can I, um, can I do the headline here? Yeah. 
Um, just to give you a little incentive to share your crazy cat videos. It's a big one, too. One person who submits a cat video that we end up using will win $1,000. Who Bang. can use that right now, right? Come on. Woo! com Keyword cat has all of the details. But if you've been taking cute videos of your cat or funny videos, silly videos, they've been hanging out on your phone, now you've got to submit them. You could win $1,000. Also, um, there's no cost to watch the Cat Video Festival Reel this year, but we will accept donations for this year's cat charity. It's Bitty Kitty Brigade <laughs> that rescues neonatal kitty cats. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, <laughs> That's cute. Uh, get all the information you need at uh, catfestmn.com or the MyTalk website keyword cat. Easy peasy. Uh, thankfully, you have some things that made you go, huh? Oh, I got a bunch, Donna, and I know that you happen to you you enjoy fish. You eat fish quite a bit. I do enjoy some fish. Well, researchers estimate that about one third of all fish sold in restaurants and grocery stores is <gasps> blank. I'll tell you what they found out, plus some other head scratching facts on the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. It's a Tuesday, so that means confessions are coming up at 1130 this morning. And this one's very open-ended that we're throwing out there, but it, we are relying on your vulnerability, you the my talk listener. I'm embarrassed to admit that I blank. So you can fill in that blank. However, I, I could see this going There's a whole so bunch of different many. directions. Um, I'm embarrassed to admit that I blank. So you can reach out on Facebook right now and answer that. You can send us an email. Not or... Facebook today. No, no, no Facebook today. Oh, Hand Facebook us out tomorrow. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah tomorrow. Uh, am I bad? Okay, I misread an email. <laughs> You're doing fine. You're here. You're dry, right? It's raining a little. Oh, boy. Anyway, just reach out. Okay. Ready for this? Things that make you go You're not going to like this, Donna. No, I don't want to hear anything disgusting it's about not, fish. No, no, no. This is not disgusting about fish. If you're, con- It's not disgusting. Okay. Disheartening. That salmon? Oh, no. Might not be salmon. Stop it right now. You And you eat salmon three times a week, probably? Nah, maybe not that much. But okay. I do. Well, yeah, I do. All sorts, because I get smoked salmon that I have I in the salmon. crisper at the ta- all the time. I have some in the freezer, fillets. Oh, fancy. Researchers estimate that about one-third of all fish sold in restaurants and grocery stores is mislabeled, often to deliberately mislead consumers and get them to buy more expensive fish, getting, getting tilapia while paying red snapper prices. Snapper was found to be mislabeled oh, I love snapper. 87% of the time. Come on. Tuna and newt. Backwards was mislabeled 59%. Far too common in occurrence to be a fluke. Scam. I know. Listen. Scam. Do your own backup research, guys. Scam. All right? I'm just telling you. Scam. That's what I that's what I know. Um, you know, what's that other stuff that people used to always buy um not it's not crab, it's like imitation crab. That you used to get at the store is oh, okay. so good, but it was it was like imitation crab. Like, what is it actually then? Mm. Just like some dirty crawfish. <laughs> Listen, I'm you know I I we're binge watching that show alone on History Channel right now. Yeah. So 
all the all people do. I'm I'm learning so much about fish. People are pulling fish out of the Vancouver Island waters, looking at it, saying, "Well, what the heck is this?" And then a little blurb, pop up video style, pops up and says, "This is a ratfish. This is a descendant of the shark from millions of years ago. This is a rockfish. This." And then when they get salmon, you should see how pumped up these people get when they actually score salmon and how they're able to tell. This one woman was able to tell yesterday. She sliced it open. She said, "I think I've got salmon here." Sliced it open and said, yes, that's semen. So this is salmon. What? I don't know. What did that mean, what you just said? I don't know. No, it's no, it sounds like it. It's not semen, it's salmon. No, it's it wasn't a joke. She identified the salmon on, she sliced it open to clean it so she could cook it and eat it. And she said, oh yeah, that there's the semen. This is salmon. And I was just so happy that my son didn't say, what's semen? Ew. Ew, David. Uh, Not a big fan of that word, actually, the more I say uh, it. Yep, that'll make two of us. Um, <laughs> if you were born on April 11th, here's a fun fact for you. The least interesting day in the history of the world was April 11th, 1954. This, according to software developers True Knowledge, the search engine project collects facts, and of more than 300 million facts that it's collected over time, only two occurred on that date, April 11th, 1954. There was a soccer player named Jack Shufflebotham. He died, sadly. <laughs> it's not his name. Yes, it is. It is not. Shufflebotham. Shufflebotham. <laughs> Shuffle. And then the last part is Botham. B-O-T-H-A-M. Oh, Jack Shufflebotham. Botham. He sadly died. And a uh, Turkish academic named Abdullah Atalar was born. Oh. Otherwise, pretty quiet day around the globe. Did you know this about the day that JFK was assassinated? On that same day, the British authors Aldous Huxley and C.S. Lewis also died on the same day. Wow. Would have been quite newsworthy there. You've got Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World, and then C.S. Lewis behind the Narnia series, among others. Hmm. Uh, But everyone was focused on what was happening, of course. To uh, President John F. Kennedy, who was shot down. Right. Yeah, right. It, it's interesting how... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Something, how a story can get buried when something bigger comes along. Who died? But, Farrah Fawcett. And Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was so sad. Uh, did you read uh, Brave New World or the Narnia? books narnia yes and in the movies i've quite enjoyed the the narnia movies because hmm. it's very fantastical and you know i just like anything that really feels like a departation um i get it so i've read read the lion witch in the wardrobe uh brave new world i don't think so i have downloaded 1984 are there any similarities i have that one i'll read it if yeah. you read it and we can read it at the same time and have a little book club let's push that let's kick that can down the road oh man i got a right now all right that's fine have you yet seen big fish 
no, and you keep telling me that's a good... Isn't that a good, do you say, like a father-son kind of a movie? Yeah, I think you'd really... Yes, very right. much so. With What's-His-Face from Almost Famous, um, Billy Crudup. Oh, okay. And uh, the Finney guy. Is McGregor in that or no? I believe he is. And um, the Finney mm. guy. What's the Finney guy's name? Uh, Finney McGee. Nope. Al- fin- Alan Finney? Oh, God, great actor. He's the one who's doing the to- uh, the storytelling. He's from... Albert Finney, you're right. Okay, so Albert Finney, yes, and um, the other guy I just said. <laughs> I like it. Billy Crudup. Okay. Um, it's, it's a very sweet movie. And it's a Tim Burton one, so it'll look interesting. It's very over the, over, you know, exaggerated. The characters are real. Um, exaggerated is the best way I can say it. Okay. But it, it's it's sweet. You'll cry. Oh. I don't know if I want to cry right now. All right. All right, but I'll add it to my, my list that you've compiled for me. You know, it takes me a lot longer. You, meanwhile, I mentioned a documentary last night. You go and watch it last night. You'll talk about it today. I'll tell you why I thought I'm going to watch it tonight. Um, well, I'll just tell you right now. Because a neighbor, one of my neighbors, uh, Karen... Uh, was like, hey, you know what I just watched? And I said, what? She said, the David Foster documentary. And I said, you did? She goes, yeah, I heard mm. Steve talking about it today. And I thought, I'm just going to put it uh-huh. on. I had the house to myself. And oh, yeah. so then I went and watched it. And I have some opinions about it. Okay. I'll share coming up at 11. That at 11 o'clock. Oh, this is great. After the break, a really cool list of facts you didn't know about the making of Hamilton. Ooh. That's next. I have these moments almost every morning now, Donna, where at some point... You know, I'm just doing research, looking at articles, and so many of them, of course, are attached in some way to the pandemic. And it's almost like you just have to stop yourself and you're like, whoa, we're really in a pandemic. Yeah. Like it's for real. Life interrupted in so many bizarre ways. Yeah. Yeah. I have family who wants to come visit right now for a week. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, because uh, uh, I don't just have to think about myself. I have to think about the other person who lives in my house. Yeah. You know, and you could decrease his rent <laughs> if he tests positive. Well, I mean, yeah, I just That's I tough. feel like I have to take other things into consideration. Yeah. You know, it's not just about me. Yeah, it's tricky. I think people all over the place are doing that right now as people start to go on vacations again and start right. to travel on planes again and stuff like that. Um, and and that's the ongoing contention, right, is what sort of freedom should we have and where should things be mandated? And right, and let's use common sense without, you know, losing our minds. Yes, right. And I will see, as I'm sure all of you see, you read one article that is very conservative about one's approach to the pandemic, and then another one that's like, what in the world? This shouldn't be like this. And I think that's the problem, is that some people think other people are um, overreacting, Mm -hmm. whereas those people are like, I'm not overreacting, I'm just reacting and and trying to be smart about it. But I, I just... I, that's the problem I'm having right now. Then I have other friends who want to come with like their whole family and stay here. And I'm like, I don't know what they've been exposed to. They're coming from New Jersey. Yeah, that's the trick. We we had contact with COVID, my brother who tested positive. Um, and your they brother came or in, your brother-in-law? 
my brother, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, two of my nephews. Oh, jeez. Yeah. If it gets to a house, it just... Amazingly, though, uh, Lou and I, despite spending time with those people in close proximity in our house, didn't test positive. I'm going to run up... Uh, I'm going to run up to have someone jam a nasal swab into my brain today, uh, right after this show, in oh, fact, nice. okay. so that I can hopefully then get cleared and tested positive before I return to work next week. But I've been doing negative. Twin Cities Live. Yes, I want to test negative. Did okay. I say positive? You I would did. like to do negative. <laughs> Although, no, truthfully, I'd prefer to do positive. If you're asymptomatic, it's great. The The real struggle is that if you, let's say, for instance. Yeah, this gets tricky. This, And let me explain a little bit of the math because we bec- we became aware of this as we encountered this. Okay. Let's say, hypothetically, Don, in your situation, uh, that your roomie uh, has COVID, okay? Okay. And so he lives in the same house with you. And let's just presume, let's let's call him like a family member in this situation, that you're both going to still go into the kitchen and stuff like that, sure. okay? Yep. He would then be quarantined. This is my understanding. He would be quarantined for um, 10 days, and that is as long as, by day 10, he had been three days without any fever and all symptoms had been gradually getting better. You can still be left with some sort of a residue cough afterward that some research say could stay with you for quite some time, okay. um, but you would still be able to then go back into work, et cetera. So check the CDC on all this, guys. I'm just a layman. So that's 10 days, okay? Okay. But for you, Donna, if you tested negative during that span, you found out he was positive, you went and got tested and were negative, your quarantine wouldn't start until his 10 days post-symptom onset was reached. So, so you have to wait is 10 quarant- days. So you're he's the- quarantined for 10 days. Okay. You are quarantined for 24 days. Because okay. your 14 days doesn't begin until he reaches day 10. So you're, quarant- you're, you're probably going to stay away from people for the 10 days that he's quarantined, and then you have to add 14 to it. Correct. Once he's feeling better. Whereas he, you know, and this is all, I get it. People are dying from this. I'm, I'm setting that aside for the conversation of those who have it, who have mild symptoms, aren't hospitalized. And so then you're just trying to deal with the logistical aspect of it. Because there are parents out there who, if one of their kids gets it, it throws their whole world will go into a tizzy. Yes. Especially at that point, that's what I mean. If, if you could, and sadly you can't control it, if you could control it and say, all right, let's just... They're, they're there. I almost hope that I test positive, but I'm asymptomatic or have very mild symptoms just so it's a cleaner way to reenter society as opposed to somehow dodging it. You know, my sister, she's got a family of five. Four of them tested positive. One did not. And the one is a kid. And like kids, you know, they they are germ spreaders and they are germ picker uppers, right? They touch yes, everything absolutely. and don't wash much. And so it's weird how it can skip over um, some, but everyone in my family seems to, my immediate family has, uh, has been spared from testing positive, but I'll go up today and, uh, enjoy the 10 seconds of getting a nasal swab awesome. up near my frontal cortex. Well, and if I might add, Please. um, people, there's still not enough known about how everyone's going to react to contracting this COVID because some people will get severe symptoms. Obviously some people won't. But even people who don't have bad symptoms, they might have lingering after effects that you can't even see. I mean, they're talking about people's lungs being uh, damaged Mm. after the fact, after going through even mild symptoms. So it's smart to wear a mask. That's all. Yeah. Thank you. Now this about Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. 
I could have bet a mortgage payment right there. I would have bet a mortgage <laughs> payment before the show. You can't say it without me singing it. I know. That's all I have to say. And then I just have to give you pause, and then you'll jump right in. Uh, some fun facts Mental Floss put together. Of course, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus on July 3rd, so a lot of people have been watching that. they got a lot of new subscribers. A few fun facts that maybe you didn't know. Uh, did you know that it was based on a book? Everybody know that? I thought so. Hamilton, inspired by Ron Chernow's biography of Alexander Hamilton, called Alexander Hamilton. Lin-Manuel Miranda went on vacation. Before he left, he picked up a copy of it and was just browsing the biography section. It could have been Truman, he told 60 Minutes. I got the part where a hurricane destroys uh, St. Croix, where Hamilton is living, and he writes a poem about the carnage, and this poem gets him off the island. So that is the that is part and parcel with the hip-hop narrative, writing your way out of your circumstances, writing the future you want to see for yourself. Hmm. So he then started writing. How about that? I love it. Could have been Truman. Could have been anybody. Could have been Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Okay. It took Lin-Manuel Miranda a year to write Hamilton's first song and another year to write the second song. He performed the song, Alexander Hamilton, at the White House in 2009. I remember that. There was some kind of documentary. But from, uh, this is what Questlove, who produced the cast album, he from The Roots, the house band for Jimmy Fallon, he says, from what I hear, the president won't cease to let you know that the White House is where it began, saying that President (laughs) Barack Obama was like, I'm taking credit, started there. Uh, So it took him a year to do that, and then another year to do My Shot. I am not throwing away my shot. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, don't, he wrote, I don't know any other ones, so don't reference I won't, any other songs. I, won't. I just gave you pause for those two that I've heard so many times from you. <laughs> um, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote Hamilton's lyrics while he was on the move. He told the Smithsonian that he walked if he needed to come up with lyrics. So I for Hamilton, what, what he would do is he, was, he would write at the piano until he had something that he liked. Then he would make a loop of it. And then put it in his headphones and would just start walking around until he had the lyrics. That's where the notebooks come in, sort of write whatever comes to me, bring it back to the piano, back and forth, back and forth. Stand up, start walking, start walking. It also started as a mixtape, not a musical. Oh, interesting. The Hamilton mixtape. He said he always uh, had an eye toward the stage eventually for the story of Hamilton's life but he began with the idea of a concept album I didn't know this he said in the same way that Andrew Lloyd Webber's Evita and Jesus Christ Superstar were albums before they were musicals I (laughs) didn't realize that okay interesting I mean you really understand when you watch this or maybe it gives you a better understanding of how much goes into putting on a musical like how many moving parts there are oh, and how yeah. it all has to come together and what great teamwork. Even watching that David Foster documentary, yes. you kind of get a feel for that. If anybody ever watched the TV show Smash, yes. which was great. I like Smash. It was all about Broadway and the making of a Broadway musical. It just, it, it leaves you just feeling awe. It, you're just in awe Catherine over it. McPhee in Smash. David Foster trying to make inroads on Broadway. Look at that. Did you know that Hamilton wasn't always fully sung through? 
Now, it is now. It's sung and rapped from start to finish, but not always that way. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda told Grantland that they actually went down the road with a playwright. So there's a version of Act 1 where they had songs, and they were the songs that are in the show currently, but they found that if you start out with your opening with the opening number that they start out with, he said you just can't go back to speech. The ball is just thrown way too high in the air at that point to then just, you know, song ends, and it's like, well, Alexander, what should we do next? It's like, nope, you started too fast. We've got to keep that momentum going. So well, Mental Floss put like 25 facts together hmm. um, if you're looking for a deep dive. I think that... Um... I think the rapping works in replacing just normal dialogue because it doesn't feel like the whole thing is sung. Yes. Because right. even the rap, like they'll slow it down for conversation. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's just, oh, it's amazing. But there's still I still this haven't melody it. behind it. It's, right. Yeah. I, I, whereas like a full blown opera, I saw Les Mis and was like, oh, Lord, we need to take a pause. Somebody say something. Just can we take a breath here? Right. Gang? I'm with you on that. By the way, I, I still haven't finished the second half. You know, what's the rush, Donna? There's no rush. The pandemic. Thank you. Uh, we'll link this up for everybody, um, the, the cool facts. You didn't know about the making of Hamilton at mytalk1071.com. When we come back, uh, if you see something, say something, please. Bad news for our L.A. listeners. Talking to you, Melissa Peterman, among others. Um, why chances for a big L.A. earthquake just mm. went way up. I'll explain. No. I'll tell you what I saw when we come back on the Don and Steve show on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening to My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment with Donna and Steve. Today's a confession day. Don't forget, uh, at 1130, we got a good one. We want you to fill in the blank and tell us. Tell us. I'm the, embarrassed. The blank portion of this sentence. And that sentence <laughs> is as follows. I'm embarrassed to admit that I... Blank. Just screwed up. That confession talk. You're doing great. I'm doing great, right, Steve? Don't try this at home. Okay. Well, I am at home. Oh, maybe try it at home. I'm just going to hit this button. Hey, okay. You see something? Say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Help you. Time for If You See Something, Say Something. Sing it. With Donna and Don. Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Sorry. Once you start a run, you got to complete it or else you'll walk around with a limp all day. (laughs) The chances for a big San Andreas earthquake increased quite dramatically. This by the Ridgecrest tremblers do you remember the there was that ridgecrest earthquake last year i forgot about that mm, sort it was of. last july 4th and 5th uh in ridgecrest california and there was a uh, a new study suggesting that those earthquakes that happened a year ago did increase the chance of a large earthquake on california's famed san andreas fault now the study published in the bulletin of Society of America on Monday says that there's now a 2.3% chance of an earthquake of a magnitude 7.5 or higher. Oh my gosh. In the next 12 months on a section of the 160 mile long Garlock Fault, which runs along the northern edge 
of the Mojave Desert. This is an article by the LA Times. So that increased likelihood, in turn, would cause there to be a 1.15% chance of a large earthquake on the San Andreas Fault in the next year. Now, they say in this article, those odds may seem small, but they're a substantial jump from what the chances were before last year's Ridgecrest, uh, Ridgecrest California quakes, whose epicenters were about 125 miles northeast of downtown LA. You have something to say regarding my pronunciation and me saying um, quest? I can't find it in time. Uh, yes! Until <laughs> then! The uh, chances went up, so that means the new odds mean that a uh, large quake on the Garlock Fault is now calculated to be 100 times more likely, rising from 0.023 to 2.3. So it's a big jump. I mean, it's still very unlikely. I never knew that the that the previous chances of a big quake, 7.5 or higher, were so low, like there was a 0.023% chance. But to jump up to 2.3% is not great. And I just felt like it was the perfect headline for uh, 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had those uh, murder hornets. Yeah. Right? We've I didn't even... COVID-19. I didn't even click on the headline that said uh, there's some park, I think it's Joshua Tree in California, that is temporarily closed due to aggressive honeybees. It's like, guys, come on, honeybees. You guys are chill, man. You're the ones we like. You help pollinate. Don't get aggressive. <laughs> Don't become a, a wasp. They've been hanging out with wasps too much or or uh, hornets. Yeah, knock it off. They're pests. You see a wasp, you kill a wasp. And if Peter wants to talk to me about that, I'll meet you in the alley. Can I tell you what gets super aggressive? Those flies. Oh, like man. up at the cabin, I, I swear, I can't even take the dog for a walk without one fly just lobbing onto me and not wanting to leave. It's just like, I'm not leaving you. I'm not leaving you. It's just staying and getting in my hair, getting on my back, on my face. We have flies that congregate to one room specifically, and it looks like they've spent time near a nuclear plant. Or is it nuclear? Dang it's it. not nuclear. Nuclear. What are you talking about? What we have really big, like Chernobyl size flies. Oh, I see. Okay. They're just very big and like, man, like big horse flies that I feel like they're getting bigger in our house. Wow. Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. I don't know the difference. I, I struggle with that. Huh. <laughs> and that's something though, huh? <laughs> yeah. About the quakes and the bees and the flies. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what is? Let's go back to COVID for a second. Okay. Um, is AC good or bad for COVID? I thought it kept the air circulating, which <sighs> keeps it. Well, I guess you could look at it either way. Look, I wanted to believe that too, but just as we run down headlines that we hate, that'd be a good segment. Coronavirus. Some air conditioning units risk spreading COVID-19 and should be turned off, advised experts. That from the Independent over in the UK. They say these systems that recycle air could be responsible for recirculating and spreading airborne viral particles into the path of socially distanced users. I guess you have to take into consideration what sort of filtration 
is really in there. You know what I mean? Because they fear that any COVID-19 droplets in the air could be transmitted more easily to people in the room if AC is recirculating air in that room. Now, I don't know what happens. Is it the same for fans? Then? Well, that's what about I'm air circulation? I always thought that circulating the air was a better thing, right? But now maybe you're just blowing around these little droplets that of COVID-19. Just land on you. The advice is for office bosses to ventilate rooms with fresh air whenever possible to, you know, read window. Open a window if you have a window. Why don't you look around? You got a window right now, girl? <laughs> we got no windows. Yeah, and you know window. what? I got to tell you, in 100 degree weather, that's not going to cut it. You're absolutely right about that. How long are we going to be dealing with this? Oh, I think in, at least until spring. What do you think? I mean, we're no experts. No, we don't know anything. But it just feels... I have noticed my morale surrounding COVID has been, I've had really up moments of like, yeah, we got this. It has deteriorated over time. Maybe that has to do with the fact that like our whole family's been quarantined during these last few weeks. Yeah. So our kids can't, you know, even go out and do like socially distance outdoor play with the neighborhood kids and it's a bummer for them and you just feel like, okay, okay. How many members of your family were... Tested positive? Let me think here. Um, five. Okay. That's Not of my immediate family. Right, right, right. But my, you know, my sister and brother, they live just across the way. Four of their five. Sister and brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Okay. Yep. And then... Is there, is there a medical official there who's requesting this information? No. I'm just curious, because that's, that's a lot of people, like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like, one day someone feels feverish and it's like, okay... Yeah. The whole family shuts down. Yeah, I know. No kidding. That's That's got to be tough when you have so many little ones that are affected. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, tricky, it was a tricky scenario. And we had, it was when we had family visiting. And your parents and then everybody were fine? Was every, yeah, parents were fine. Tested, uh, tested negative. Everybody was fine when they arrived. And then symptoms, boom. It sucks. It sucks, it Dave. It sucks. Oh, I hey, I want you to hear a new Burger King song that I think you're going to despise. A Burger King song? It's a Burger King song. By the Burger King? By, no, a kid. <laughs> okay. About what Burger King's doing with their burgers now. We'll okay. play it next. Excellent. <laughs> this holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.